BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care. I've been smoking. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man Enjoy. needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse, and today we are joined by our lovely guest, Keith Steckler. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well, thank you for coming on. Of course, man. Appreciate it. It's um, just by the title, I was intrigued, so I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. <laughs> Sweet. Glad to have you here. Now, um, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, some, uh, some background info on you? Sure. I am um, basically based out of New York City. I live a, an hour east of the city, spent a number of years in the city. Um, I work in advertising. I've been in the industry for 13, 14 years. And the last uh, handful, I've been focused in digital and social and all things internet. So it's, it's been fun. And um, it's allowed me to uh, you know talk to guys like you on a Saturday night. So I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, look, looking over uh, your website, which is really nice and very sharp, um, which I, I would I would expect from someone in advertising. Yeah, I was gonna say it wouldn't be too good if we were like, ah, your website needs some work. You know? No, nice. It's, and it's great. I very much practice what I preach, and and I make sure that um, you know people do the same. Nice. Ah, it shows. Good. Good. One, one thing that popped up on there, and it seems like it might might have been from um, maybe your earlier years, like before you got into advertising, was the uh, cheer or Cirrus apparel, if I'm pronouncing it right. Yes, yeah, serious. Serious. There you go, because it has the exclamation point, so I know I'd yeah. fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, that is. Um, I don't know, like any any other American male in high school, college uh, had a bunch of friends and bands. And, um, any, know, any we would recognize by name possibly. Um, let's see who did it. So it, this was when I was in Virginia beach. And so, um, let's see who was there. So Copeland came out of Norfolk, Virginia, who actually are just reuniting actually. Oh, wow. Um, and let's see, some good buddies went on to form a band called conditions, um, which was on good fight entertainment. So it was, you know, it was fun. And I, I have a really good friend who stayed in it and is now a professor teaching jazz music. So music has always been, you know, a thing. But I think years and years ago when this, you know, took took off, I just went to one of their shows and um, just started asking, you know, how does this work? You know, do you guys get paid? And, and how much do you get paid? And finding out that these bands were basically just doing it for free and there was a door cover. I paid myself to get in the door. And so how is it that you're not making any money? Right. And so I just said, let me book you the next time this bar wants to book you, give them my number. And I started booking bands and um, just kind of figuring it out along the way. But basically whoever brought in the most people or sold the most tickets, got the most, you know, cut of the door and just worked it that way. And that evolved into shirts. And then you just, 
wake up one morning and you have a bunch of, um, you know, shirts you've designed. So I, it was more of a t-shirt line that we then started, you know, moving into more of a clothing line with, with things that were non t-shirt t-shirts and, and women's stuff. And it was fun. I mean, it taught me a lot about business and marketing and I had to build my own website and this was, it actually ran, um, towards the end, ran all the way up through, you know, my first year of college. And you, I found um, I was more interested in learning and teaching myself HTML than going to, you know, economics 101. So it was, uh, it was a hell of a ride and taught me a lot. That's really cool. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a cool way to get into it. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I, I never really, even advertising, I, mean, I didn't go to school for it. I went to school and, um, and, and took the business track and I found everything that I've really picked up that has been of value. I've, I've taught myself or I've figured out, you know, how to learn it. And so even now I'm, I'm messing around with the website. I mean, the websites built that, that I have now, my personal ones built on Squarespace, which I absolutely love. They make things very approachable and easy for people, but I'm still finding that I'm jumping in and, and trying to code a little bit or try to dust off my HTML skills. So it's <laughs> right. been fun. Yeah, I used to do a little bit of that back in the day myself, man. It's definitely intriguing getting into coding and like the, the customization. Nowadays, you know, Squarespace, they like make it so easy. You don't have yeah. to like, you don't have to even rely on coding. It's crazy. We use it as well. Shameless plug. There you go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we love it. Not a sponsor yet, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> well, if three people are talking about it, we can't yeah, be wrong. <laughs> Very true. Now, what is your uh, current business? Um, it's, I know you're not uh, hauling t-shirts anymore. No, <laughs> no. Um, we, I got to a point where it was like, all right, are we going to try and do this or, you know, let's just close it up. So we closed it up a number of years ago. I've been in advertising and marketing since I worked for an agency called MKTG, which is mainly experiential. So anything that you physically encounter with a brand, whether that's, um, you know, if you go to a sporting event or a music concert and there's a physical space that's been built, um, that's experiential marketing. But I work primarily in the sports and music side of things. And then with that, we are building digital and social components to things. So apps, websites, a lot of, a lot of content these days, a lot of mm -hmm. short form video content that exists in social and yeah, okay. um, a More lot of the Instagram, Snapchat kind of area. Correct. A lot of social content and strategy is, is what I've been doing the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. And small increments is like the key these days. It seems like with small attention spans. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely true. And then, you know, I think people will still watch long stuff, you know, it, um, you know, there's a, there's a tweet that I, um, I'm probably going to butcher it, but basically, uh, yeah, everyone has a very short attention span, but we will sit down and binge Netflix. So there's so <laughs> you know, converse, you know, ends of the spectrum of like, it is true, but at the end of the day, we still will watch something long form if it hooks us and has our attention. Yes. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's crucial in the first like beginning, right? Would you say like as a marketer, like this is something we've been talking about ourselves. It's like, if you don't catch somebody in the first five minutes of whether it's a video or audio, right. You kind of lose their attention span that you waste like the 45 to, you know, hour and a half of the rest of the material, you know? Absolutely. And especially with the feeds, I mean, you're literally trying to get something that's going to stop somebody from scrolling. Yeah. And with video, it's very hard. I mean, upwards of 90% of video is, is listened to without audio. So if yeah, right. you're not, 
And I just, I just saw a guy tweet the other day, the, um, I don't know if it's K Jewelers or Jared, it's a, it's a jewelry company where if you watch the commercial with the sound off, it is terrible because <laughs> it's that ad where he's asking the little boy if he can marry his mother. But the mom's oh. not in the scene. If you watch it with no audio, he's proposing to a little boy. So oh, that's really oh weird. God. A very yeah. good lesson of make sure you're listening wow. to your shit without sound and does it make sense? Yeah, because a lot of those play in like waiting rooms and stuff like that. And people aren't really necessarily listening. Yeah. Like, Did that old man just propose to a child? Right, right. <laughs> It'll get yeah. people talking if that's what you're after. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's really, you really do have to take that whole 360 approach of looking at it from every direction, like listening to without the sound, I would never even thought of that, but it makes so much more <laughs> sense when you put it into that perspective. Yeah, you have to. Is this going to make sense? Because we get so close to it, we think, of course, people are going to give a shit and, and put their headphones in and listen, but they won't. So mm. does it make sense if somebody's watching this without any audio? Right. Yeah. And now, if that if that's something that sort of uh, defines what could be a bad marketing campaign, what would you say defines a successful one? Ooh, good question. So it really is, you can tell that they have planned out, should this be a success, what are we doing? Um, I go back to the original Old Spice um, stuff, the more recent when they had the Old Spice guy. And then within a few days, um, he was on social answering your questions. Okay. So it was, they either knew that this was going to be a success or they were quickly scrambling to do something to capitalize on it. But for me, it's, it has a bunch of different touch points. I think as marketers and as, as people that um, you know, market within brands, we feel like consumers are going to take a very purposeful um, approach to our marketing, and that is not the case. You may have heard about a brand because you know you heard about me talking on on this podcast, or I sent it to you, or we're out having drinks and I talked about it. People don't see a banner ad or a website, and that's their first entrance into your brand. So, what defines good is really making sure that that everything you're doing is is very cohesive and holistic and. If I approach them on social or if I see this on TV, I'm getting the same type of, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting the intended outcome that, that, that a brand or a marketer wanted me to have. So you're just thinking about all the potential ways that a consumer could come across your brand. Mm. True, yeah. It's almost like uh, it speaks to an authenticity to mm. the brand in a way. Yeah, which is a very big buzzword um, the last few years. I mean, everybody, purposeful, authentic. Um, yes, true. And, and I think uh, it's mainly been driven by consumers who are just tired of the bullshit. And I yeah. think we're looking for, you know, to make meaningful connections. Our time is short. And we do want to make sure that, that those brands we're spending money with, um, you know, are, are doing good things with it, like um, a brand like Tom's or Bomba's Socks or, you know, they're giving back, they're doing something. And, and, then, f and then for most consumers, especially the, the younger generation coming up now with the income that they have, they want to make sure they're spending it with brands who, who frankly want to do something good. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot more ethics involved with it, your decision now. They may be buying off their uh, their bad behavior, though, too. <laughs> yes, there is something with that. 
It's like now, now I can litter. Yeah. Oh God. So hope, hopefully not. <laughs> now, were there any uh, projects that you have worked on that were uh, particularly hard to accomplish? Hard to accomplish. I remember working on um, Procter and Gamble, and you know, really proud of the time I spent working with them, but some of the projects required me to work across time zones, which is very tricky. And the one thing, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the the one thing I, um, I learned again by experience, nobody told me because I had to work with somebody in Asia and the time difference, which is so Mm. outstanding, but I don't know. It must've been, you know, during the day for me. And so it was very late night, early morning for them, but I had sent something I needed them to do and I did not tell them when I needed it done. Um, and I quickly learned that in Asia, they will work until it is done. And I got a 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. email from this guy who said, I've been at the office all night and it was not urgent. Ooh. And I Ooh. did not, after that point, I, I, I know how to work across different time zones and be considerate of cultures, but um, I, I tell that to people now if, if they do have to um, have a similar working relationship, but nobody had told me and I just didn't know. So I said, hey, I need this. And I, I guess I relied on, on more American culture of um, this doesn't sound like priority. He didn't tell me it was you know urgent, yeah. so I'll mm. get it done when I can get it done. But this guy stayed in the office the whole night and I felt terrible. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't mean to ruin the guy's night. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah, you got that. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go back to the office now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's at the dinner with his family or something. I don't know. It's it, He seemed like a young guy, um, if I remember, but that's still mm. no excuse. And yeah. again, the lessons you learn as, as you're um, you know just going about what you do for a living and, and figuring things out. Yeah, yeah. that's an important one. Yeah, definitely. Now, you're working with uh, people in Asia. Do you often travel too? Because uh, one of your uh, hashtags that you champion is, is airport living. Yes, yes. I, um, you know, thankfully, the last couple years, I haven't traveled as much, and, and that's out of choice. Um, you know, I had a daughter. She's two now, so I think I've been very purposeful of not traveling as much as I was. But yes, years ago... I was spending enough time in the airports and um, when you're younger and you're getting certain levels of status with Delta, it becomes more of a game. And then as you get older, it just becomes very sad um, when you're getting the notice of Delta Platinum or Delta, whatever it is these days. So I've, uh, Delta, I've woke, un- unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever the uh, medallion is at this point. So yeah, un- unfortunately or fortunately I, I have done, a good amount of traveling in, in the business. And, um, but thankfully lately I haven't, but airport living is, it's, um, uh, yeah. I, it's, it's, I thought you just, called it a zoo. <laughs> I I'm fascinated by the airport. I think people are terrible and disgusting in the airport and on airplanes. So I love yes. documenting it. Now I was not the first to use the hashtag, but I'm certainly the one that champions it the most. And <laughs> I've been doing it for, I think five, six years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. You definitely got some time under your belt. Yeah. What's the worst thing in all those years that you've like ever seen? <laughs> you um, gotta, you gotta have like a good one. 
<laughs> yeah, no. I the the people that go barefoot in oh. the, in the terminal or on the plane, I think I knew it was going to involve feet. I knew it. Is. I I'm I'm not I'm not like I can't stand feet anyway, but the people that put them up, like if you're sitting in the seat um against the window and you're putting your foot up on the person's armrest in front of you. Oh, I've seen that no. way too oh many times. Oh my god. You do that, I'm going to tickle you or I'm going to karate chop that foot. I don't, I'll decide in the moment. <laughs> Depends who it is. That's yeah. two ends of the spectrum. What the feet yeah, look no. like. <laughs> it, it, it is gross. And that's, I think, oh. why I love and hate, um, you know, championing this. I, I certainly share my own stuff, but it's gotten to the point where people send me content, quote unquote, if you even want to call <laughs> oh, it that. Oh, God. We're going to have to remember that next time we go on trips. Please yeah. do send yeah. it. Gems. Oh my God. Yeah. Send it my way. Yeah. I gotta say like, I haven't encountered anything too crazy. Just like, you know, the sandwich with too much onion yeah. inside the airplane. So the whole, whole fucking trip you smell it and like onion. It's like, but like other than that, or like I had a guy fall asleep and like kind of put his head on my shoulder one time. I was like, Whoa, 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 bro. <laughs> but that's about it. You weren't about that's, to be his pillow for nah. the four hour flight or whatever. No, 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 I can't do that. But uh, yeah, I haven't had any feet incident and I that's good. got to say thank you. No, that's good. You you definitely make fast friends on an airplane. And I also think people just feel like they are flying in their own little bubble, especially with the food. Um, There's just no consideration to anybody else on the plane. Uh, with all this negativity, have, have you seen anything that's given you hope? Like any, any type of kind act or anything in the uh, airport that just like, you're like, they're not all bad. No, they're not all bad. The problem is I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't share anything positive with the hashtag airport living. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. What I have observed myself. The reunions of people that long lost <laughs> loves of, that have re, rejoined at the. At the I always home. enjoy that. I've got to say, yeah, I enjoy the signs and stuff, you know, when yeah. somebody's really happy to see somebody get off a flight. Welcome home from jail, mom. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. There it is. God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who's coming home from jail flying on an airplane, but that must have been some bad shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't try and smuggle shit abroad. I've seen yeah. those shoes. <laughs> yeah. So airport living is not necessarily the most positive of things, but I, it seems to be able to give you a laugh. Um, I love it. I just, <laughs> it, it gives me a laugh because I think people feel so entitled when they're flying. I don't know if that's because yeah. they're paying a lot of money, but I think every, so. people, when they get delayed, it's like the worst thing that ever happened to them in their entire life. And the way that they <laughs> tweet about it just makes me laugh. I know. Yeah, it's like they're the only person getting delayed, not the other hundred fucking people that are riding that plane too, you know? That's right. You want uh, the CEO of Delta to fly yeah. in in a helicopter and be like, get in, yeah. I'll take you myself. <laughs> yeah, like it could be worse. You could be a doctor on your way to do like a like fucking really important surgery to save somebody's right? life and now you're fucked, you know? Like it, everything's workable in life. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest lesson to me is it's not the end of the world. People treat it like it is, but... Yeah. I, I just try to to bring some enjoyment out of it, and you know the fact that it's continued this long. I just keep doing it because every day there's something new to talk about. So it, I, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, short on content anytime soon. It sounds like there's a book deal in the future. Yeah, I don't know what I want. It, it would be a nice uh, coffee table book as I flip through the tweets that I've retweeted over the years. Sure, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'd buy it. Yeah, Great. let me get on Amazon. There Great aviator passenger. <laughs> yeah. Man. You got a favorite hub? Is there is there like an airport that you like we should stop at if we gotta make a stop? 
Oh, good question. Um, flying out of New York, honestly, is like flying out of a third world country. I mean, you would expect- <laughs> I agree. I agree. I have to fly out of New York every time, like whether it's JFK or fucking, God LaGuardia. forbid, Albany. No, it's terrible. LaGuardia is absolutely terrible. They are mm-hmm. always doing something about it. I think I read Denver is was voted the best airport. <laughs> Um, mm. Atlanta mm-hmm. is, is ginormous. There's, I mean, there's so many of them now that are treating them like malls. I don't know who does like actual casual shopping while they're just waiting on their, their flight to take off. But that seems to be a thing that's sticking mm. because they haven't stopped building these malls and, uh, yeah. airport yeah. terminals. Yeah. Yeah. The craziest one I've seen is Vegas, like gambling and smoking. Yeah. It's like yeah. a fucking wild West airport. Yeah. <laughs> I love Vegas. You're right. Good yeah. one. Yeah, that's a weird one, man. It's like, and I heard is is it uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, in Texas or something? There's a pretty big Texas one that, like you said, is it's very mall like. Yeah, it's probably Dallas, Fort Worth. I think that's probably um, Southwest hub or something. But yeah, probably mm-hmm. it's it's interesting yeah. to see it become like like you said a shopping hub. Like I, w- <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna start making the layovers longer just to you know feed a little bit of more money into the system. Pump some more <laughs> capital in there. Yeah, I mean, right. my, my favorite is um, the stores that sell luggage. Like, did you forget or <laughs> what happened? Yeah, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, maybe they're appealing to the one person who busts their fucking zipper. Like, God yeah, forbid right. you bust your zipper. You're like, oh, I need a replacement on a spot. But it's like, how often does that No, happen? it's for all the extra shit that you're going to buy. There you know, it is. With oh, all the stores. Yeah. <laughs> they're hopeful. Can't fit it in my luggage. So yeah. I'm going to buy a new baggage to True. go with it yeah i don't get it uh, <laughs> yeah who knows man airports wild we could talk about this for a long time <laughs> is is there anything that you would like say is a good tip in terms of you know say you're stranded with a crazy layover or i don't know the worst case scenario like any any tips to get people out of a sticky airport situation uh honestly tweeting um for some <laughs> for some reason uh, brands will just pay much more attention to you. You can get a lot more stuff done than trying to call a number when everyone else is trying to call and they're jamming up the phone lines. Um, definitely tweet is, is my biggest. And I also think a lot of airports uh, start serving booze after 7 a.m. So just keep that in mind. Okay, that's a very good <laughs> that's, tip. That's my go-to, honestly. I hate flying. So I'm like, where's the nearest bar in this fucking place? I can get through this shit. Get a drink. I'm good to go. (laughs) Now here, this is a little bit off topic from airports, but your bio says that you're a cheeseburger addict. Uh, Yes. Yes. I actually have to to cut down. It's that bad. So yeah. Oh, man. Yes, I am. um, Are we talking like three a day? (laughs) What's the the damage here? It it was um, a handful a week. I don't know if it was daily, but it was. um, Depends how big your hands are. Yeah, no, no. I am. uh, I'm a big uh, burger burger addict, so I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to have like two or three a month, which has been a huge adjustment for me. But damn, I'm working on it. What's your favorite? Uh, is it like chains or are you more of a homemade or like a... Everything. Even, even <laughs> you know, the location of where you are. I mean, I will go to bat for Shake Shack over In-N-Out. However, if I'm on the West Coast, time and place, In-N-Out is the shit. So it just okay. depends on where you are. Shake Shack. Where is, where is this located, Shake Shack? I've never been to one. There's are some in the city. 
Where are you located? You're I'm, in like, I'm up, upstate. Yeah. Oh, all right. You know, near Albany. Yeah. When I want to go to the city, man. I'm like looking for like, I don't know, something unique. You know, usually it's like, you know, ethnic, like Chinese, or maybe I'll go to Little Italy for some good Italian. Like I try to like seek out things. Some I get it. I get it. Yeah, um, so there's a, because it's like off the menu, really. <laughs> there's a handful of them now in the city. Um, but they they have a have a location in Grand Central now, and they have uh, two oh, yeah. in JFK. Okay, I'm gonna have to check this. Yeah, next shit time out. we take the train in, Matt. Yeah, yeah, That's I'm gonna have to check this out. Yeah, In and Out was like fucking amazing. Like I went to the West Coast. This guy showed me fucking In and Out, and I was like, I love it. I love yeah, it. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, they uh, keep their shit simple, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's their like whole marketing tool. It seems like they have. I mean, they have their yeah, secret true. Too, but yeah, it's always and just been burgers, fries, chilling on good old Americana, right? That's right. I know that. I know they pay their people very well. I know they train them very well. Mm. Um, they hustle. Yeah, the, yeah. the employees are always happy too. Yeah, or at least they seem to be. Yeah. No, they do. They look out for each other. It was good. It was. It's nice. Plus, I like going to some of these when I'm traveling. I like to grab a burger somewhere and see, mm. you know, what's their thing. I spent a few years in Minnesota, um, learned all about the Juicy Lucy, which is you st- <laughs> you stuff the cheese inside the burger. It's not on Ooh, top. Oh, Jesus! And so you have when it comes to your table, you have to give it like a few minutes. Otherwise, you're going to burn the shit out of your mouth. <laughs> it is oh, quite really? an experience. Huh. Damn, there's yeah, like a whole process. Different. You have to like have patience and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your mouth is watering, and you have to like you know set a timer until you can dig in. It makes it taste Look that much there. better. I'm sure. Have you tried Whataburger? I have not. I haven't been anywhere where I could, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, see, I haven't either, but I've like heard it talked about by friends of mine that are from Texas or like Texas Texas natives, and they'll eat in and out every day, but they'll still be like, "Nope, what a burger is better." But I think that might just be a Texas thing. Yeah, see, so similar to you, when you're coming into the city, when I go to Texas, it's barbecue, tacos. I'm seeking out what they're really known for, but I do need to make a trip to uh, Whataburger for sure. That's definitely one of their staples, along with the ribs. Oh man, don't get us talking about <laughs> food. Once we start talking about food on, on, on the episode, it doesn't really diverge from there. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's, what's the next topic? Hit me. You're involved with the, uh, a campaign against train a couple of years ago. Oh, Christ. We wanted I to did. touch on this. <laughs> on I had show. a feeling this was going to come up. Yes. Um, I, I, to this day, if Hey, if, if Hey Soul <laughs> Sister is played, somebody <laughs> will text me and I cannot oh. escape this fucking song. But yes, uh, um, years ago in its heyday, uh, Hey Soul Sister was everywhere. It was inescapable. I'm sure you remember yes. where you were. Yes. And I was watching television. I'm sure it was NFL or something. And two commercials back to back had the same song. And I was like, this is uh, ridiculous. So working in advertising, I, I started a, a blog. I think at that point it was probably on Tumblr. Um, just started you know, chronicling all the uh, ads that were using the song and then imploring that that my colleagues in the industry no longer do it. And it just took off. Um, <laughs> it, it was fun. I mean, it, everywhere from CNN to Entertainment Weekly to big time publications I never thought my name would be in was um, talking about me and uh, my buddy Brad Myers, who I never met. And we connected on Twitter and just griped about the same band and the same songs. And here we are. So, yes, that was a few years ago, but um, was a lot of fun. 
Oh man, yeah, that song. You know, that's gotta be one of the worst parts about being an artist. Like it's like, yeah, like it's great to get the like hit songs, but what if you write that hit song that turns into one of these songs that's just like every time somebody hears it, they're like, This fucking song again. Why? <laughs> lose some glassware when every time train starts playing. They get like death threats over it. They're like, Holy shit, I was just trying to write music, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think they can probably hide out in their palatial mansions at that time. Yeah, very true. Them and it's Hopefully. Because, I mean, before that, I mean, they were living off of what? Drops of Jupiter? Yeah. <laughs> it was probably, probably a decade they were going for. Yeah. It, like a good decade. They were like 90s alternative. And then all of a sudden, it's like, who the fuck sings this song? It's like, oh, it's that band Train from the 90s. It's like, oh. <laughs> They had they had that one coasted on drops of Jupiter for a bit, and then once the money ran out, you know, popped on their little conductor hats. <laughs> I assume they wear conductor hats since the I hope. band name is Train. Tiny yeah, popped out another terrible earworm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was fun while it lasted, but like I said, I can't escape it. So <laughs> I, I I had a feeling you dudes would bring it up. So <laughs> it's it's a very interesting story that you're involved with. At first, I just thought you hated the band Train, like just in general. But like, at least yeah. it has a, a genesis. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you can look at many a publication that that goes into depth of why. Ah, that's funny. So you had mentioned earlier that you uh, you work in a lot of like short form media. Um, is is Instagram one of the bigger players in that? Because I feel like that's probably the one that's exploding the most. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, years ago when Facebook was um, really ramping up, a lot of brands were putting a lot of their stuff on Facebook. And that was back when there were tabs and people were putting much more video content on Facebook and they were running contests. And um, even brands were like um, gating the content until you liked their brand just to drive oh, up wow. the number of followers. So we would get all sorts of questions about do I even need a website? I mean, why don't I just put everything on Facebook? And so that lasted for a little while and, you know, Facebook um, went the way that it has. And now mm -hmm. it's no secret that because they own Instagram, you're seeing a lot of the same stuff happen. Um, Instagram to me is very much a website for a lot of brands. There's been a ton of them um, that have launched on Instagram. Um, Everlane uh, Clothing, there's Glossier, mm -hmm. which I just heard on a pod on a podcast this week is actually going to start their own social network. So here's oh, wow. here's a makeup brand that started on Instagram, no website and got huge and now they're going to start their own social network. So That's interesting. Yeah, yeah Instagram yeah. is is um ton of options, especially with stories and live and the grid. It's like where are you going to put this content? What are you doing? And then in stories you know, if you have over 10,000 followers, you can include a link to yep. that item or your website or whatever it is. So it's really becoming a website. Yeah. 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 And now they have like a built-in shop option, I believe too. So you can set up a shop. I'm not right. sure if it's through a second party, you know, company or whatever, but yeah, I've, I've noticed that like on all the main websites, like, or the main Instagrams of like uh, clothing apparel, you know, stuff like that. It's like right to their shop. Boom. You know, so it is coming, becoming more like Facebook in, in quite a few ways, too. Yeah, it's, it's certainly no secret. And I think with the two founders who stepped down from Instagram, a lot of the story was Facebook was starting to sink their Facebook teeth into it. And they said, mm -hmm. you know what, this isn't what we, you know, signed up for. And inevitably, yeah. it's always going to be that. But 
you know, Facebook's been losing um, so many young uh, users. And so if they didn't have Instagram, mm -hmm. if they didn't have, um, you know, some of the other properties that they own, I think they'd be in a different situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They definitely make it harder for, you know, individuals like uh, a podcast like us to, to reach out compared to Instagram. We can reach out way easier on Instagram to, to our listeners, to finding new people, new podcasts. And even with the live portions mm -hmm. and like the videos you can do in stories, it's becoming a little bit like YouTube in a way mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I mean, Instagram TV, now it's, it's interesting that, that none of us mentioned that yet because that's been a colossal failure, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, the whole orientation of it is just horrible. The way you can plug in videos, it has to be a certain orientation or you've got to modify it before you put it in. It's, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of people that tried it when it came out and they couldn't tell me the last time they opened it. So yeah, I put one video up and I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of work to do. I was listening to somebody who's on their product team say that they're experimenting with some things naturally, but you know, one of them may be that you get a notification through Instagram um, around this time of night, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock when they think you're just hanging out, relaxing, and you want to actually watch some content sequentially. Okay. Um, no, they're, they're trying to figure it out because it's no secret. People aren't using it. And it's weird that the stories are such a hit instead. It's like the short form works so much better on Instagram. I see people just mm. flipping through endless you know instagram stories watching that yeah yes stories is is something it's actually you know 40 it was, i think it was a stat this week or last 40 percent of the time spent instagram currently is being spent in stories wow that's wild yeah you know honestly it pulled me from using snapchat really i, I don't yeah. use snapchat at all because the same people post the same shit on their instagram story so it's like i don't need i don't need it anymore you know yeah, what a what a lesson in tech of like Facebook can take whatever they want and with their user base <laughs> completely succeed at it. Yep, just yeah. steal the idea. It probably killed Snapchat once they started doing that story. Hundred percent. Yeah. Are there any uh, hidden like gems that are on their way? You know, up that you know about. Um, oh, now, now, you're, now you're gonna make me feel old. Snapchat was the first app that I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I didn't get into it. I, I downloaded it given what I do. I have not posted a single piece of content since I started on the app. And, yeah. um, you know, I was pretty fascinated with HQ trivia for a while just because of <laughs> no, same here. Yeah. We played it. Yeah. I mean, you started to get sucked into it, but then, you know, and what I do just sitting back and going, okay, there's no advertising, but you know, a brand's going to jump in here soon. And right now they're just proving to a brand that they can get a million people at the same time to engage on an app. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's insane when you watch the People stuck around despite the technical difficulties they had from time yeah. to time too. That's when I dropped. Once I started getting glitchy and there was one time where I answered a question and it froze and then it Ooh. said it was wrong. I was like, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I had that happen before too. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a really unique concept. I was uh, one of my, I don't know who was telling me this. Somebody I know said that their mom plays it in their office and they all sit around and if they don't know, they will yell it out and somebody will, each person will pick a different answer. And so you, you basically wow. ensure yeah. that you're going to keep playing and then they pool the winnings and they have like some pizza party or something. I thought it was very cute. 
I had um, I was thinking about that because if you had enough phones and enough people, you could essentially you could put in it. every answer all the way up to the last answer. That was what it get was. Your fifty-six cents or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. We have to split it with twelve hundred people. Very true. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see kind of what the future holds in terms of what's going to be a competitor to Instagram if there even is going to be one, or is there going to be something mm. that changes the game entirely, and yeah. Facebook just buys that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of what I've been reading is whether whatever platform you've been on, um, but but the fact that social network is is no longer new, you no doubt mm. have amassed a following somewhere, and so where it's really headed is taking this following into some curated, like Instagram, I've always said because they were Facebook owned, I'm not very active in Instagram. Instagram to me is my personal life. Um, I've got pictures of my kids, my family. I don't let a lot of people into that. But what I never understood is because on Facebook with all the privacy settings, I could post something publicly, I could post something that only three people see, and I never understood why Instagram didn't sort that out because I would have thought, at least for me, I would be more active. I think I'd probably speak for a lot of people that are lurkers on Instagram and would, would do it more if they could control the privacy. So now with stories and this close friends thing, I think that's where things are going. You're going to take your curated list and followers and it's no longer about the followers you're going to amass because you pretty much already have. Yep. What content are you now going to share with them? And I think that's something, you know, with like, as soon as I saw that the other day, my mind as a, as a podcaster went to a Patreon, mm-hmm. you know, any, anyone that's supporting the show or friends of the show now gets added to that close friends list and more content gets pushed out through that. That's yeah. right. That's right. I don't know if you caught it. I think she was an artist or some type of designer, but she was, gating the close friends to um you had to venmo her like 20 bucks and then she would do something and she actually made like a couple hundred dollars overnight and that could be an interesting way that brands or or creators like yourselves use close friends like the premium content the um this the way snapchat has been where you have to pay yeah that and you get the risque content from some <laughs> from some content creators yes i think uh instagram you said yes way too fast i think instagram <laughs> i was, I was doing the same thing i was like this guy way too fast but <laughs> hey what i do with my paycheck <laughs> all, right, all right fair enough fair enough it's america that's why you're still on snapchat okay i see i get it you have a big smile still i get it <laughs> You got to see the things they do, though, man. <laughs> All right. You're fair enough. I'm not seeing what you guys are seeing. Oh, no, I, I think that could be um, obviously an unintended use, but it mm. could be one way to really monetize um, yeah. you know, what you have going on. Yeah, definitely. I'm wondering when the IRS is going to start cracking down on that stuff. Uh, it's going to be a while. They, they can't even figure out the influencer stuff. I mean, that's been a mess for years. People you know, promoting products, not disclosing that they're doing it. That's been the wild west for a number of years. So until they yeah. sort that, I don't think they're going to sort this out. Yeah. It's, it's a very free market still uh, with, with a lot of this online influencer business type of stuff. Oh yeah. Well, it's just yeah. blown up. I mean, realistically, it's only what, 15 years old? Like the, like the viral thing has been real. I mean, and, you can't really. And between now and when it started, it's a totally different beast. I mean, 
maybe 20 years if you want to be really gracious about it. But the last 10 years have been amazing to see what, you know, an individual star such as like, uh, you know, somebody who's come from like nothing but Instagram and YouTube fame. Like we talk about Supreme Patty. That's one guy who's oh, like, yeah, yeah. the little yep. stoner kid who's like yep. putting hot sauce in his eyes, shit like that. You got you got uh, Daddy Longneck, the kid that has like some kind of <laughs> deformity, but he's fucking hilarious. It's all just like vi- viral sensations, yeah. uh, capitalizing on on yeah, whatever Big that Dawes TV they had was. Yeah, there's so many like individual ones, whatever you're looking in. It's amazing to see like how much wealth and in status they can gain nowadays just from the right. Uh- Spark. Oh, they're they're selling tickets for meet and greets. And, oh dude, yeah, that's that's the amazing thing. Like, uh, that rapping kid, uh, Froggy Fresh, he had like <laughs> fucking snot hanging out of his mouth. Uh, Tosh Point covered him. Yep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now the kid's touring. He's changing <laughs> off from being that persona to an actual musician, like uh, Tyler Cassidy. I think his name is now. If he, he can spin it, I guess, right? Yeah, he's just using that that actual like fame to transition to a normal life of like, now he's going to be a musician and he's already got, you know, a million followers or whatever. So how easy is it? You know, record labels are probably knocking. It's crazy, man. And you know, three years ago, he's a normal dude sitting at his mom's house. It's, it's, it's made, you know, things so accessible. Um, even, even the story of Justin Bieber, but now past YouTube of like how you can be discovered and it is overnight. Um, yeah. But many yeah. of the you you I, I probably recognize half the names you guys just mentioned and and honestly <laughs> that that is the only reason I follow World Star on Instagram is so I can stay current. Absolutely, it's it. amazing. No other idea. You could yeah. have said a name like that, and I would have been like, no clue, guys, no clue. <laughs> the the know, leading headlines in uh, internet news all, do come from World Star. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's amazing how that site has just kept so many things relevant over the years, including itself. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird world we're living in in terms of uh, marketing and and advertising, especially with just Instagram and people doing it on their own. Um, there's and you know you said that you didn't recognize some of the names that we had just said. There's people that my girlfriend talk about that apparently have millions of YouTube subscribers, and I have no fucking idea who they yeah. are. I I don't. It's 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 nuts. I mean, the the number one YouTube earner this year is like a seven year old who reviews and unboxes toys. Twenty two oh, wow. million dollars. Wow. wow, that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? And then and then uh, what's his face? Logan Paul goes through all he does, and he still I think is ten fourteen point five million. He's in movies with like The Rock and shit. It's like what the fuck? I don't get it. He's getting yeah. investigated for. Uh, some something that happened with a tiger down in LA. <laughs> a real tiger? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had like I guess on his channel or something. He visited some dude who had a tiger, and okay. and now the police. I were, thought like, he was still recovering him. from the the fucking suicide forest thing. No, no. They that was apparently they put that in the YouTube Rewind 2018 where people were doing Fortnite dances in a, something that looked like the suicide forest. So apparently we're past that now. Oh god. Uh, I, just, uh, I can't keep up with it these days, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's it's tough to uh especially I, it's weird that all of this is sort of driven by 14-year-olds it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how the youth has uh accumulated the mass and has a voice. <laughs> I like um, I like trying to tap into the ways that they're using social and digital in unexpected ways, and mm. the the most recent has been they will use a private Instagram as a party invitation. If you get Ooh. accepted to the channel, you can come to the party. 
So like huh. what an interesting way of, you know, flying under the radar and using a tool that all of them are using. Um, but also, you know, if you want to take the stance of, you know, if they're bullying kids, who the hell knows, but if you're not getting into this party, you don't even get access to the page's content. You Damn. have no clue what's going on in there. Yeah. No clue. You're so like removed. You have a black market ran through this operation. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> wouldn't ever, yeah, wouldn't never thought of that, that manipulation. They're like little prisoners. You give them anything and they're just going like, <laughs> to turn it into some illicit fucking business. Oh my That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Cause I mean, realistically, who's, who's going to be able to tap in and market it or who's even going to know that it's worth like, okay, we need to figure out what's going on behind this wall. Right. Whoever's wow. running, running yeah. this little show just has to have high uh, security, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's up for a week and down the next. I mean, who knows? Right. Cool. Popping up. All over different IP addresses. Well, Instagram yeah. mafia. Yeah. That, that's oh, crazy. So um, were, were there any uh, other things that uh, we didn't touch on that you think uh, really define uh, Keith that, that we, we should mention? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost scared of what, what door I'm going to open next. So no, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we've done a wonderful job. I'm, I'm happy we got the airports in. We got the shooters <laughs> in. We talked about... Digital train? and social, we, uh, tr you know, I knew one of you guys was going to bring can't it up. can't leave train out, man. I know you want to skip around it, but... purposely trying to leave it out. Yes, <laughs> we covered everything. And I think and that's why we say that towards the end. We wanted This to was that. fun. No, it was fun. So I we appreciate it. Always leave them wanting more too, right? That We can always have you back on to tell more stories about barefoot people. Oh, God. <laughs> putting their stanky feet up on armrests. I'll, send you, I'll send you photos next time I get them. Oh, definitely do. God. <laughs> So where, uh, if people wanted to follow you or anything, where, where would they be able to do that? Well, if you're interested in getting barefoot photos from the airplane, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter. Um, and that's Keith S. K-E-I-T-H-S is in Sam. Awesome. Awesome. And we also have uh, your website, too, if, if we want to throw that out, is uh, KeithStechler.com. Yeah, good luck spelling that. Just find me on Twitter, and it's linked there. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> that, that'll make it easier. Let's there see. It is. Let's get around. Oh, yeah. All right, people. If you want to check us out, stop by the Facebook page, American Slacker Podcast. You'll find the American Slacker group where you can chime in with slaggers just like yourself. Also, stop by Instagram, American Slacker Podcast. You'll find us there with the promos for each and every show and also ASPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. All of our bonus content and stuff is going up on YouTube now, so go check that out. Please subscribe to us on YouTube, rate and review us on iTunes, and also tell a friend about the show. And if you wanted to get in contact with us, send us an email, Podcast at Gmail. And you can also find us on Spotify, where you can listen to the show and find a playlist with artists that we featured on the show and had on the show. American Soccer Podcast, you'll find us there. You can help out the show by becoming a Patreon sponsor over at patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. Keith, thank you so much for coming on. Um, hopefully you'll come back again soon and we'll be able to talk to you more about uh, all, all this crazy marketing and uh, air, airport living. Guys, it was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Certainly appreciate it. And no doubt the next thing that pops up, uh, give me a call. We'll deconstruct it. I, I would love to. Sounds uh, great. Pleasure was ours, man. All right, guys. And, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, that's it. There you go.